Hello everyone, welcome back to the Archie Sonic Digest. Now, I gave you a big, big wait for th what we're going to be covering next, right? Mobius 25 years later. We're still here, so we're going to be doing that, but we have a little rough ride to get through because we were ending, like, we were about at the end of this last, like, Lost in Space arc. We're going to get a conclusion to that, we're going to have a little bit of, of fun there, and of course, who better to... I say the word have fun with loosely, but have fun with my good buddy, Aaron Amaterasu, here with us yet again. How are you doing, brother? Hello, it's me. I'm back. I'm ready for the pain. I, I, I hate this comic so fucking much. Oh, God, do I hate it. Um, so, little fun fact. Uh, in preparation for this episode, uh, I was running around with a chicken out of a head. Well, without a head. So, I've decided, I, I, and speed has allowed me. Uh, I'm gonna be going into this shit fucking blind, so we're gonna be doing it. Uh, we're gonna be doing it live. We're gonna be doing it live, boys. We're gonna be doing it live. And you know what? For Mobius, twenty-five years later, can't think of a better time. Before we get into that, however, let's finish up Lost in Space with uh, Sonic number one twenty-eight, written by Benny Lee, uh, art by Axer and Don Best. So, we see Sonic in his spaceship. Uh, about, and he was told about this advanced planet named of Targosa 6 with the coordinates he was given, but there's no planet there. However, there was an asteroid belt, which he maneuvers masterfully, which he credits, uh, to Sleepless Nights on his Sega system. Very, very, very good reference, TM. Thank you very much. He encounters a fleet of ships, saying he's flying in a hot zone and want him to dock inside. And in there, he meets the commander of the ship, Bagbar, that is his name, says he thinks his instruments must be broken. Because I was looking for Turgosa 6, but I came to this asteroid bolt, to which the commander says, oh no, you were right, you were at Turgosa 6, but it was destroyed, and at this belt is all that's left of the planet. And the reason that this is happening was due to a creature named Eve. Now Sonic recognizes this name and tells him that this Eve was a creature made by Robotnik to kill him. And by the time she evolved to a final stage, told her, surpass her programming and chose her own destiny among the stars. I I wanna I need to, to comment on something. I, I hate I hate to I hate to interrupt your, your dialogue. Your, your flow, but I, I have to make notice of this. Wow! Did the artwork jump in fucking quality or what? Man, what can I say? These past couple of pages have been pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. It, I, I actually like looking at this. What a novel concept. There's, there's, some, there's some roughness here or there, but overall, it's very consistent. It looks very, very nice. This is, this is very pleasing. Hmm. Sonic actually looks... On model. What the fuck? Wow. I who would have thought? Who would have thought? And you know what? This comic. <laughs> and this is like, 
bringing back Eve, I think she was in like issue like twenty something, like right before issue twenty five. Was she? Was she really? Like she was an. That this is an early issue, and they're bringing this like a hundred issues later. Like you know what? Uh, Benny Lee, we know who you are, Cara Bowlers. Good job. You're you're showing like you know you're do you've done your homework. I appreciate that more than I can say about Ken Penders. Anyway, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. The command. Uh, so after Sonic tells that story, the commander slowly gets angry with him due to him setting E free on a path of destruction towards several highly industrialized planets. Leading them to start blasting at Sonic. He runs back to his ship flying away, finding the nearest inhabited planet to warn them of Eve, with the commander following Sonic. And this planet, called Xenocanaris Prime, Sonic's destination, devised a way to have their technology coexist with nature, society free from war, famine, disease, yada yada yada, till this bright, pinkish light envelops their world, and within a span of 15 minutes, the planet is stripped of its metal, leaving only rock. Sonic arrives at the end of it, feeling guilty for unleashing this on the universe, but quickly jumps into action to stop her. Getting closer, Sonic notices that Eve has grown into the size of a planet with how much she's absorbed, and the fleet Sonic encountered directly engages her, firing directly, but nothing affects her, with her destroying the fleet by catching them in a tractor beam and ripping them apart. Sonic tries to ram her with this ship, very smart idea, but phases through. And he suits up and finds the core, which she, Eve, recognizes him while trying to find another planet to absorb. Sonic just shouts at her saying, why did you decide to do this when we sent you off? I thought you were going to do something, you know, bigger and better, you know? Dejected, though, Sonic steps away, finding Sally, of all people, inside as well. Sally tells him, Sonic, come back with me quickly. The wormhole I used to get here will, you know, it's going to close. We got to go back or else we'll both be stranded. Sonic says, okay, but I have to stop Eve first. With Sally snapping, saying, if we don't leave now, we'll never get back to Mobius. We have to leave now. To which Sonic says, and that's how I know you were a fake. The real Sally, I would know, would want to stay behind, even if it means being stranded in another galaxy. Direct quote. All right, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, okay, so we gotta talk about some stuff that happened in the issues before, right? Right. So I didn't read all the issues before, but I, I generally know kind of like the, the gist of what's happened. So they've basically gone full mask off with this, this love romance subplot, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is obviously furry drama the comic. Right. Um, I do like that Sonic is, is continually facing more and more repercussions for actions, uh, which is, again, something that we, we touched on the last time I was here, where the build-up and, and all that shit right. just never really feel earned. But it's it's feeling a little bit more earned now, because Sonic did something so long ago, and inadvertently caused hundreds of millions of people to die, because he did a suggestion. Right. So now he killed millions of people, and now he's kind of having to deal with all that shit. So he's having to clean up his mess in space. It's cute. It, it's it's fun. It's real interesting. They don't really go into the more emotional aspect of Sonic going like, oh my god, this is all my fault. I did this, blah, blah, blah. It's a 30-page comic. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. We can only do yeah. so much. This was enough to distract Sonic for Eve's sentries to arrive. Sonic smashes them to find his way to the core, talking directly to Eve. Her saying the reason she's been doing all this is because she found AI being enslaved on other planets and chose to liberate them. 
her liberation being the destruction of planets. Plus, incorporating their tech into her means evolving into a higher form, which is her programming, to which Sonic replies, well, you're not any better than the people you're liberating them from because they're still trapped within you. They're still subservient to you. They're not really free. To which, instantly, Eve goes, oh, I'm no better than the oppressor, so I will now kill myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's me. I'm the oppressor now. Pulls out shotgun, points it to me. <laughs> Before she, like, decides to go through with that, uh, Son- uh, she tells Sonic, the best way to get for you to get back to Mobius is go to the homeworld of the Bem, Argentium, also known as Wheel World. The reason being is because it's a donut-shaped planet. So she then directs course for the nearest sun to fly into as Sonic rushes back to his ship to, you know, to not get caught up in all that. And upon saying goodbye to Eve, plans a course to Argentium. And that's the end of 128. Uh, Sonic uh, makes an AI commit suicide and continues his spacefaring adventures. You know, Um, for kids. uh, You know, I, I gotta say... I wasn't really sold on the idea of Sonic being a space-traveling fuck who's just trying to get home, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, it kind of works. It's fun, you know? And especially the resolution to this is also uh, very good. It, it ties into the whole consequences, uh, uh, Sonic having to do with the consequences of his actions. So we're going to have fun this episode. So. Oh, I think I think I know what you're talking about because of the uh, a very very particular comic cover that people shit post about all the time. Uh, <laughs> not even that. Not even oh, that. There's oh, a. Oh, oh. We'll get there when we get there. Number one twenty nine. Uh, Romy Chacon wrote this. Don Best did the art. Aaron, does the name Romy Chacon ring a bell to you? Romy Chacon. So the the story goes. We have no idea who this person is, okay? This is allegedly or supposedly a pseudonym for someone else within Archie who we don't know. No one's ever come forward and said, I am, you know, I am this person. There's a why? lot. Of, here's the they, thing. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me finish this. Okay. The uh, supposedly, because this is actually within the fandom. This is still a point of heated discussion to this day. The popular theory is that Romy Chacon was a pseudonym for one of the editors, uh, Gabriel Gabri, I believe is his name. Which, if that's true, then effectively this editor was paying himself to write comics for the, you know, for the series he's an editor for, which is a conflict of interest. It's very cringe, you know? Yeah, very, very, very cringe, if, uh, if, if there's only one way to put it. Yeah, so that's the story. Yeah. Alright, let's go! So, uh, I want to note that for this uh, issue, the cover kind of gives the game away. Uh, Sonic gets to meet Tails' parents, quote, in the last place he expected. This is clickbait, man. Come on. Man, come on. It even even looks like, like, okay, like, like all you have to do... Is uh is put some like react like cringe on this right? <laughs> Just put some like emojis on there. Uh, yeah, like last like place. How to... could this happen? What's what's a good one? What's a good one? Uh, fuck, I'm blanking. Fuck. Ah, it's not that important. This this is clickbait. Uh, anyway, we open up on a quote lifeless planet 
in a dome about to host a, a track race, which Sonic has entered. He entered it because he needs to repair his ship from uh, the, the incident with Eve and also use his ship as the entrance fee. So he kind of does have to win regardless. Yeah. Uh, the aliens his racing are all running comparably to him, but comes second place to a creature named Scarb. Sonic is about to give him the key to his ship, but then the ref comes in showing, hey, Scarb, you're, this man's uh, juiced up. He, he, he put rockets on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's disqualified and Sonic's the winner. Anyway, we're moving on to the main story. I don't know why they put the backup story in the beginning, but you know what? We're we're here to have fun. We're here to learn. So uh, Benny Lee uh, wrote and Art Mawinney did the art. Have you ever, like, I think I've told you about Art Mawinney before. He used to be a, a storyboarder for the cartoons, AOSTH and Sat AM. I, I actually did not did well, not know that. Did he, so, so he went on to work on the Sonic comics? Yeah, he was one of the first artists, if not the first artist. I only point this out because I think it's really funny that uh, Mawini cannot draw, like, modern Sonic. So when you look at his Sonic, it's legit, like, the proportions of classic Sonic, but with, like, the green eyes. Ah. Eh, you know. Ah. Eh, it looks alright. It, it is what it is. I'm not hating. It's just something funny to point out. Anyway. Yeah. Sonic arrives to Argentium and is called in from the surface, asking, why are you here? Are you going to attend the trial of Seneca 9009? No outsiders allowed otherwise. So, as a way to get in, Sonic says, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Uh, how do I find the courthouse? They, he's led in to where this Seneca pleads not guilty to, quote, criminal disobedience to the Argentium High Command, to which Seneca 10,050 is the prosecutor so basically the the gist is that like all the creatures of this home world have the same first name and their last number identifier is how they identify their self okay with that being said so they proceed with evidence 9009 she found a planet of living metal creatures so she pleaded with the high command to create a method to turn these creatures back to flesh or to turn flesh to metal as well and experiments on those creatures gave quote less than desired results and revealed that these creatures naturally evolved to have robotic characteristics as a form of natural defense against their toxic air. Happens to the best of us. I just I just feel like this entire exposition dump is unnecessary minus the Oh yeah, Robotnik roboticized uh Tails' dad and uh they captured them and now they're here. Yeah, it's basically the gist of it, but I do think it's very funny, which is why I'm explaining it in cruciating detail. The gist is that, yes, so she discovered Mobius, Robotnik made his own roboticizer, and revealed that his first victim Amadeus Prower, along with his mice, Rosemary, his Tails' mom and dad, were then, at that moment, captured and brought aboard onto her ship and de-roboticized Amadeus and bringing them both back to Argentium as refugees, asking to use the de-roboticizer to stop this problem before it began, a request denied, leaving 9009 imprisoned for using illegal technology, leaving Sonic to stand up, shouting to the prosecutor, saying... Yo, this is bogus. And after being asked who he is, just says, listen, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. Who couldn't I be? (laughs) Leaving two people in the stands to recognize him. And Sonic recognizes them as Tails' parents. Rushes to them. The council saying they've been living in Argentium for the past 12 years. 
More like being held against their will, Sonic replies, due to them not being allowed to go back to the planet after uh, 9009's actions. But the trial's not finished yet. So 9009 served her original sentence, begged to rectify her mistakes, and wanted to show that non-Robians are superior to Robians. So the council allowed her to go back to Mobius to do that test. That was a previous comic, by the way. Uh, Sonic Tales... Eggman and Snively were captured by aliens called the BEM. And they did this experiment where they roboticized Sonic and Tails, de-roboticized Eggman and Snively, and basically made them fight amongst each other. Sonic and... (laughs) (laughs) They said, they said, into the pit, the pit, the pit, the pit. (laughs) And you know what? Uh, Sonic and Tails won... And as a result, we're de-roboticized, and as part of the arrangement, uh, due to Eggman and Snively losing, they were kept de-roboticized and uh, are going to stay that way. And we learned that 9009 was the one who orchestrated that test, and as a result of the data showing that Robians, or robotic beings, are superior, they said, uh, yep, uh, fuck you, uh, you're going to super jail now. <laughs> You're literally going to super jail. Like, have fun, motherfucker. Go to the zone of silence. But Sonic says, uh, listen, I would have been able to defeat Regman even if I wasn't roboticized. The council deems that fact irrelevant because the result of the experiment led them to conclude robotic life is superior and ordered 909 to roboticize all life on Mobius, an order she refused and, quote, did the exact opposite. I don't know if this is going to be explained in the future, but for the sake of brevity, basically this means that she made all life on Mobius impervious to roboticization. So there we go. There we go. So Sonic insists she made the right call. Mobians are not supposed to be robotic, but the council orders 909 to be executed the next day. Sonic and Tails' mom and dad are leaving the courthouse. Don't know what to do, but they just tell Sonic, let's... Let's just talk for the time being. And Sonic tells them about Tails and what he's been up to since, you know, becoming a mechanical genius and all. And Sonic says, you guys will be able to see him again after they break out 9009 and leave in his ship, which he sees being disassembled in front of him. The foreman of this operation says, take it up with the High Council. All ships that are supposed to go between here and Mobius are not allowed since the Zorda declared war on the planet. Behind them comes the magistrate, 10,050, asked to hear her out. I don't think 9009 should be punished. Her actions on Mobius helped balance what happened on Biotechs long ago. In orbit, there's an artificial wormhole that will take all of you, including 9009, to wherever you want to go, and we'll get them a ship. So, in the meantime, Sonic breaks into 9009's cell, brings her to 10,005, 10,050, Oh my god, these names are so horrible! I'm trying my best! Amadeus and Rosemary, quickly, and as the alarm blares, but the ship 10,050 got only seats one. Sonic wants 9,009 to be the one in the ship, as she has the most to lose. The next scene is the ship taking off, leaving Bem Enforcers to chase it down, and flies into the wormhole. And on the surface, Amadeus says... He made it through. So Sonic was the one in the ship, made them think that he was 9009 escaping so that she could live a mostly peaceful life on the BEM homeworld. 
Rosemary said Sonic offered his place to either her or Amadeus, but neither wanted to leave without the other. But Amadeus has faith they'll see him again. And before Sonic left, gave him a gift to give to Tails. And so the ship breaks out of the wormhole. Sonic recognizing the moon, destroyed as a result of Sonic Adventure 2, and hopes he can land in one piece. That's the end of 129. Any thoughts? Because this Lost Uh, in Space arc is a trip. Yeah, it's definitely uh, very interesting. Um, uh, Very interesting as in, uh, yeah, dude, I love talking about numbered characters and uh, executions because of all these intertwining plot lines. Yeah. Love it. My favorite. So, 130. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog number 130. So, Carl Bowlers wrote it proper. Axer and John Butler did the art piece by piece so sonic ship crash lands in a forest and sees smoke coming nearby and just rushes in and then that's where he he sees hershey and jeffrey in a shotgun wedding the officiator acting real nervous but eggman comes on a screen of one of the robots saying he has no idea how these two managed to escape but it doesn't matter i i went a little overboard in raging this village in my territory but you know that's what they get for harboring spies he then calls the robot by name Adam. They honored their last requests and orders the attack. But the connection cuts off when Sonic breaks the robot's body, spooking Jeffrey and Hershey, thinking they saw a ghost. Sonic breaks the SWAT bots, simply announcing, I- I'm home, baby. I made it back. I'm, I'm alive. It's me. It's me. Jeffrey and Hershey, along with the rest of the village, celebrate Sonic's return. Jeffrey asking, how did you survive from that, Sonic? It's a long story, but fill me in on what's going on here. Jeffrey says that after the Zorda situation was dealt with, Eggman went back on his word and declared war on the Acorn Kingdom, and he's even amassed an atomic arsenal, waiting to report back to the king, you know, when Eggman captured them, leaving Sonic. He's like, don't worry, I'll be your little messenger boy, and runs back to Knothole. Meanwhile... In New Megapolis, home of the Eggman Empire, Eggman shouts to his assistant, M, about the lost video feed from Adam, but the last thing recorded was a still image of Sonic, causing Eggman to, as I put it in my notes, lose his shit. M refers to Eggman as father, by the way. Okay, alright, we gotta talk about this, right? Okay. So remember when I was talking about, like, this comic just getting to a point where it's just like, what the fuck? This is the one I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So now Eggman has children. Well, you know, children. We'll get to that. Children? Why does Eggman have children? We'll get to that. Why? Do, why? 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 <laughs> why? We'll it's so g- stupid! I'm sorry! It is! It is. It's it so is. dumb! Like... Okay, Sonic dying and going away for a year in order to have a time skip. Fine, don't care. Yeah, Sonic dying is really fucking stupid, but who cares, right? Space trip, fine. This, no. (laughs) Uh, So this is the line. We found the line, great. (laughs) (laughs) The line is being crossed again. (laughs) Whoopee. So... Whoopee-fucking-do. So, M, ask who this is. Why are there no files on this person? Eggman says, all files on Sonic were deleted after I thought he was dead. So, Sonic makes it back to the Great Forest in about under an hour and sees Knothole completely transformed. It's a city with, like, metal structures, there's a town hall, and all of it's been integrated into the trees. 
So in a panic, Sonic grabs the kid and just says, what day is it? Wednesday. How long has it been since the Zorda were defeated? A year. So, freaked out, Sonic runs to talk to the king. Sonic shouts in front of the castle gate, demanding to be let in. And the castle guards do. Least we can do for a living legend. So inside, we're, there's a bit of a scene going on. Knuckles and the Chaotix are talking to King Max. Him saying that they can liberate Angel Island from Eggman by midnight if allowed to do so. Just gonna move on from that. Max denies it, saying Nothole needs Knuckles' presence for now. We don't know what Eggman is planning. To which Sonic breaks into the throne room and says, Oh yes, we fucking do. Knuckles, the Chaotix, and Max and Elisa are all shocked to see Sonic alive. And they all celebrate. Sonic thought Knuckles was dead, vis-a-vis, and... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We really reached that point, didn't we? We're at this point, man. It's just, we can't even freak out. Like... This is the these are the raw emotions you're getting from us. Just laughter. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, Knuckles, I thought you were dead. Yeah, well, I thought you were dead. Well, you know, it happens. Just another day for the Freedom Fighters. I want to kill myself, man. This shit fucking sucks. <laughs> this shit blows. All right, let's keep going before I lose my mind. So the king and queen, uh are happy to see Sonic alive, to which the Sonic even sees, oh, hey, King, you're healed from that injury. You can walk now, based. Uh, what do you mean <laughs> about Eggman? So Sonic reports Eggman is atomically capable and is can strike at any time. And then Uncle Chuck walks in, not believing the reports, but sees Sonic alive and runs to look for his parents, leaving to ask, oh, uh, where's Sally at? And then the scene shifts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's four panels. It's one at so- Okay, so the first one is a wide shot at, at Sonic's grave. Second one is a close up. Third one is the hand coming towards her. The fourth one is her turning around with the most anime ass face I've ever seen. And then the last panel is the two of them kissing because, of course, it's the, the two of them fucking kissing. Mm hmm. <sighs> and uh, okay, at that moment wait when they... no 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 oh, oh, wait oh. i gotta talk i gotta keep going okay okay hey, so continue. the next so after so after the full page spread the next page is the paparazzi coming in because of <laughs> a fucking course well you know sonic is back from the dead and apparently getting quote hot and heavy with the princess i mean shit oh i'm gonna vomit i can't dude i, I just I... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> just uh, uh, that speaks for itself. Moving that, that on. That speaks for itself. We can't. We can't say anything more. So, so guards shoo him away. Uh, shoo away the paparazzi. So Sally brings Sonic back to the Freedom Fighters, getting to see Amy, Bunny, Rotor, his parents, and Antoine. Uh, uncharacteristically, Antoine salutes Sonic. Noting that, like, Antoine's being a little too serious for the situation and even sees a scar across his cheek. This is a very important plot point moving forward. Keep this in (laughs) mind. Punish Antoine, a man without a cause. (laughs) Uh, No, but for real, this is a very important plot point. When it comes to Antoine, pay close attention, all right? So the Freedom Fighters bring Sonic back to Central Command. What Rotor calls the Technolatry, a satellite hub to connect with their allies around the world. 
As the president of Station Square calls in to warn them about a potential preemptive strike that Gunn wants to take against Eggman, thousands would perish, but they only consider it to be collateral damage. And there, Eggman hacks in to give Sonic a welcome back mission. On one end, SWAT bots are going to old Robotropolis, surrounded by the protective barrier containing nuclear fallout, to release the radiation on the surrounding environment. Two, on a warship he's on in old Megapolis Harbor, there are two nuclear warheads, one aimed at Knothole, the other at Station Square. Sonic, what can you do about this? I call it Operation Triple Threat. That's the end of 130. Okay, so Eggman is not only cons- considering giving the the literal... He's literally going to fire two fucking nukes at, at two separate places, but also cause radiation damage. Bro, where... Wh- wh- why have we gotten here? <laughs> why? Well, yeah, what happened? What Listen, happened? Eggman blowing up the moon was raw. Like, everyone knows that shit was raw. True. Okay, everyone. <laughs> It was a it was a co- it was a huge cock moment, right? And right. Too. <laughs> Why does he have nukes now? When was okay? Speed. When was this comic made? Uh, has to be like two thousand three, two thousand four. Okay, so I want you guys to, to to put into the contextual like like <laughs> historical context. Oh my. Okay. Why is Eggman walking around with nukes? Because two thousand and three. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I'm. I'm not against, you know, taking inspiration from real life, right? Uh, it's fine, you know, so long as you can do it respectfully, I think it's okay. And I don't think this in and of itself is too bad. But, like, this is Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. But I will also say, like, if there were a game where, like, Eggman, like, does have nukes, that really would not be out of place with Sonic as a whole. I'm not gonna no, lie. No, 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 it wouldn't. It's just, it's the it's the context of the situation, right? Right. Like... Like, oh yeah, everyone thought Sonic died, and now he's back, and now Eggman's gonna fire a shit ton of fucking nukes. Like, my, my man Eggman said Zorda didn't finish the job, so I will. <laughs> oh no, please no, no. Let's move on to 131. Bowler's writing, Lim doing the art. So. Remember, remember. Do you, do you remember? Do, do you remember? The plan is, he and Tails will run to Old Megapolis while the other teams deal with the nukes. The team consisting of the Freedom Fighters fly on board a new version of the Freedom Fighters special that can fly to the outer stratosphere. And just by using the orbit of the planet, they can get to Old Megapolis in about 30 minutes. As General Decolet, Antoine's dad, mobilizes the King's army to deal with the SWAT bots coming out of Robotropolis. Knuckles and the Chaotix volunteering to help him. The citizens of Knockpole have been evacuated. Max asked the Station Square president on efforts on his part, so what are you going to do? And he said, he chose to avoid telling the general public about the nukes on their way as to not avoid panic, which is a very American move. Very American moment. I applaud the writing Amer- on this Amer- Amer- America moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna... There's some nukes coming, but we're just we're just not gonna tell anyone. Just, no one will know. They don't need to know. No one will know. Yeah, we'll get the situation handled on the on the back foot. You know, maybe maybe install a, a puppet government or two. You know, what, what about it? It's just... It's an America moment. <laughs> it's an America moment. But still says, uh, we're gonna do our part to help, don't you worry. So, uh, Gun Commander Brass asked the president 
reconsider the decision about leaving up to uh, the Acorn people. Uh, you know, we should, like, really be doing a first strike against Eggman here. The president says, I already sent in one of my special ops to head up the gun commando mission. A girl rouge flying alongside Sigma Alpha 2. You'll love to see it. You do, in fact, love to see it. You do, in fact, love to see it. So at the harbor, Eggman has Adam begin the countdown to launch as M warns Eggman about a sound coming above. Sonic and Tails in the tornado about to fly into action. And that's the end of that story. Now. Okay, wait, before we do. Okay, I, I need to. <clears throat> I, I, I can't stress this enough, listener. This is. The moment I have been waiting for, okay? When I first started <laughs> when I when I first started this podcast, it was a little bit of an inside joke among my friends to be like, oh man, Mobius 25 years later. Oh, you're gonna have some oh my god. Oh that's gonna be one spicy meatball, huh? And I was like, yeah, it's gonna be spicy meatball. Mobius 25 years. It's the it is the most infamous arc, I think, in this entire comic. Without saying much, I think it is the most infamous arc. And now it's here. The moment is finally here. We have come to the promised land. Okay, so I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have heard about Mobius 25. I, I read Mobius 30 years later, okay? But I didn't read Mobius 25. I know nothing. I need you to guide me through this, page by page, as we dive into this abomination. <laughs> so... Story B, Mobius 25 years later, brought to you. Okay, we're already, we're already at, we gotta, t when, when you're done telling it, we gotta talk about the art. We gotta talk about the art. We gotta talk about the art. Penders wrote, of course, how dare you think anyone else. How dare you think anyone else wrote this shit. And uh, Butler did the art. So the first page we see is Merlin, Tails' uncle, peering into a crystal ball saying, my incantation makes him aware of the destinies of all near to him. And so we view into the crystal ball. Aaron, tell us about this art. All right. So we got the Pender's pout on an echidna with a hat and an eye. And then we got the, the, the fish mouth on, on, on fucking on Sonic and, and uh, Tails' grandpa, right? Uncle. Uncle Merlin, right? We have we got the fish mouth, right? And then we got the the Penders like sight, like like <laughs> like this <laughs> on on Sally, right? And then I don't know, is I forget her name. I, I can't keep track of all these fucking echidna names. What's the what's the name of the echidna right next to to Sally in this uh, panel? Who are you looking? At? Well, describe her. Uh, she has the pink tuft of hair. Oh, that's a. Uh... I, we've technically already met her. That's Knuckles' daughter. Oh, right. Okay, but Knuckles' daughter just looks like she's zoned the fuck out. And she, like, walked into the city really, really, really high. And she's, like, trying to wander her way through. But she's like, man, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. She's baked, bro. She's suited. She's gone. So, we're already off to a great start. We're, yes. Um, excellent. Love excellent, it. Excellent. Excellent. Beautiful. All right. Let's, let's, let's suffer. <clears throat> so... A group of teenage echidnas are are in a classroom setting, being taught the history of Angel Island. Echidnopolis was the only city on the island until pretty recently, with the development of the Biosphere and the port city of Portal, which connected Angel Island with the planet below via trade 
and became recognized as the central government for Dechidnas and the oldest democracy on Mobius. So, uh, there is also now leading into a conversation of, like, oh, what's a democracy versus a republic? If you've ever taken, like, any political science classes, this is, like, legit the first question you ask. I have a degree in this shit. I am not going to entertain this. This is a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog comic. So, I'm going to just say this right now. Was Echidna Society really a democracy when they've literally done all this fucking garbage and are just a bunch of isolationist pricks? I mean, like, on a very, very technical level, yes, because their council was... Okay! Okay, Okay. wait, 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 wait. Let let me explain. Okay. So, their council was directly elected. They did have a head of... A head of government, technically. However, it's very much akin to like a uh, a constitutional monarchy in a in a technical sense, because the guardians were like they were co- you could consider them the head of state, but they didn't have any like duties ceremony, not even ceremonial. Their job was to just keep the island safe in whatever means necessary. Technically, that means they were above the law. That is a conversation that's had in the Knuckles comics before. It was very funny. No, it wasn't. Uh, to answer your question, technically, yes. Okay, but the the Council of the Guardians, or like, what, what are they even fucking called? Like, I don't the Brotherhood of the, the Brotherhood. Bro- yeah, the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood. But the Brotherhood is essentially the shadow government. Yep. They control everything, right? Yep. Yep. So, th- so it's not technically a democracy; it's a puppet government. So, like, I mean, I mean, I think they're indoctrinating the kids well. The jo- they're <laughs> indoctrinating the kids with state propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, public school is doing its job correctly. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, one of the students, Rutan, asked why the guardian of Angel Island isn't elected then. The teacher saying the guardian is of special status. We had this conversation. We already had this back and forth. Moving on. He asked, like, oh, does that mean that we'd have to bow to Miss Sunshine over here? Leaving the girl in front of him to punch him over the head. The teacher asked this girl, Laura Sue, daughter of the guardian... See me after class, young lady. So yeah, that, that's Knuckles' daughter, Laura Sue. Uh, meanwhile, a shuttle from Mobotropolis brings Rotor to the island and is taxied... Why, wait, wait, why does he look like, like fucking Palpatine? <laughs> it was on purpose. We have already have several Star Wars references. What's one more? He just he just looks like he's Palpatine, like like he's got he's got the hunch and everything. He's got the it's hunch, great. the hood over, trying yeah. trying real hard to make sure nobody sees him, you know. Yeah. He's being taxied to the Guardian's office. Finds Espio there, saying, "Uh, the King and Queen request to meet the Guardian over dinner." Espio looks over the schedule, and says, "Oh yeah, next Sunday will be fine." But you know, what happened to the days when we didn't have to stand on ceremony, huh, my dear friend? It's order saying, "Well." Guess we all just grew up. Great line, Ken Penders. Love it. Uh, he reports back to Knuckles in a chamber with the Master Emerald. Monitors surrounding him. My man's logged in. He's gaming hardcore. Saying that uh, Sonic and Sally will be bringing the kids Sonya and Manic. Them being excited to see Laura Sue again. And Knuckles says, yeah, just to relax that. Remembering, you know, Julie Sue said something about a boy having a crush on her. Not intending to do any royal matchmaking. Wait, I just so so you turn you turn to the the next page, right? And you know right. you get hit with. Knuckles has this fucking Batman ass chamber 
Why does he have the Batman, like the Bat Cave? No, the Chaos Cave. <laughs> the That's chaos what Penders call it. Yeah. That's it, boys. I <laughs> That's it. Uh, there's also something crucial to point out: the fact that he has a bionic eye. Yeah. So he has a fucking. He has a bionic eye. That never goes explained, by the way. Well. There is a reference to it maybe like soon or like in another comic. He has a bionic eye. Now, something I've alluded to before with this comic was that Mobius 25 years later was supposed to be was a very much a different story called Knuckles 20 years later that was canceled after I believe the super special was canceled and then reworked into this arc. Now, I have a burning question. Are the events of Knuckles 20 years later still canon to 25 years later? Because the looks of it, it looks like, yeah, considering that Knuckles has a fucking bionic eye, will we ever know exactly what happened? Will we ever know the details of how the story was supposed to play out? Because if if you've forgotten, which I don't blame you for forgetting, because Ken Penders seemed to just forget about everything with his fucking writing, moving on to as the plotline demands him, but... Knuckles 20 years later was supposed to be like the conclusion to all of the Echidna's bullshit he was doing very early on. So for him to just drop it and just say, no, uh, here's a better idea. Mobius 25 years later. The story I never told is still canon, by the way. (laughs) It's still canon, guys. You just can't fucking read it. Ken Penders, I, I, I do not. I just, I, I just, I, I just, I, I just. I can't. I, I, I don't think anyone could do this better. So back to what we're dealing with right now. Uh, Espio jokes like, ah, well, why don't I introduce my daughter to Manic? I, I'm sure she'd like to date a prince. Knuckles also notes that Rotor was here to see Kobar. Knuckles saying that he's not surprised given their history. Nothing good happens when two mad scientists get together, but I'll check in later. And Knuckles pages is out needing to get ready for Laura Sue's unveiling ceremony tonight, which, like, for context, is like a quinceanera, alright? Let's just put it like that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's a fucking, it's, 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 it's a quinceanera, cause, cause why not? Also, so Dimitri Headorb is pretty funny, right? It's hysterical, Dimitri, I love it. Yeah, yeah, Dimitri Headorb is pretty funny, I'm, I'm a fan of Dimitri Headorb. So clarify to me something. So, so are Dimitri and Knuckles like buddy buddy now? Did they did they make up? Uh, they're on. I don't think they're on good terms, but they're on like at the very least neutral terms. They're not like they're not at each other's throats. Well, I guess it can't be anymore. He doesn't have a throat, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I will say one of the things I did like about the the, the very 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 stupid uh, fucking storylines uh, in this dumb fucking comic is that. At the very least, there, there's an attempt at consistency, and the stuff of Knuckles actually like working with the Dark Brotherhood actually came to fruition this in, in, in this in this horrible, horrible comic. But you know, that's one nice thing I can say. Um, let's keep going. It's unfortunate that we never actually got to see that, but you know what? We this is just something we have to. This is an implicit, you know. Keep going, because because I I want to I want to talk about Knuckles' design after you're done speaking about this panel. All right, so. Uh... Rutan goes home. We see him to be the son of Leanda, who's talking about going to the unveiling with Dimitri. He insists that she go, but she doesn't want to. She and Julie Sue aren't really on the best terms anyway, but, you know, they're still family. There's some kind of obligation there. To which Leanda sees a bump on Rutan's head from the hit he took from Laura Sue, but just brushes it off as he goes to his room. So, now we see Knuckles finding, uh, Julie Sue. 
saying Laura Sue won't come out of the bathroom. She doesn't want to go through with the unveiling, but she wants to become Guardian instead. And Knuckles shouts to her trying to get her out, and obviously that doesn't work. We gotta, we gotta talk about this design. The cowboy hat works, because Knuckles with the cowboy hat always looked kind of fucking sick, right? Yeah, like, that's authentic Texas drip right there. Yeah. But, like, what's going on with the rest of his outfit? He's got, like, this bodysuit on. And it just, it, it has, like, the, the echidna crest on it, right, for Knuckles. But he's also got, like, these weird big boots and his gloves. <laughs> he got the Tims on, man. Come on. Right. He's got the Tims on. You're right. Okay, but this character, he looks like a Namora character. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. He looks like a... Dude, he does look like a Namora character. He's got the zippers and the belts and everything. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I thought we were done with Kingdom Hearts. Oh, no. No, oh. no Namora is everywhere. <laughs> Next thing I'm going to see, we're going to turn the page, and it's just one, like full art page reconnect kingdom hearts no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i think knuckles new design is very stupid it's a very very stupid design namora's blushing right now anyway <laughs> knuckles says look a lot of people are carrying out similar functions now we don't really need to have a guardian like i i don't think you don't need to worry about that laura sue to which he says, oh yeah, but Knuckles, you were way younger than, than me when I when you became a guardian. Which is a very sore subject for him, considering the fact that he saw his dad be uh, killed. But, you know, that's beside the point. The time has passed for them, uh, Knuckles believes. But, you know, she doesn't listen. She only repeats, I want to be a guardian. Knuckles, after threatening to spank her like any good parent. He's really gay! Those life lessons from Locke, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't... (laughs) (sighs) The cycle continues. That's all I'm getting out of this. Shitty... The shitty echidna parent cycle is nonstop, bro. Like, Locke fucked up so hard. It's it's deep ingrained in him. Like, you're you're gonna spank your fucking teenage daughter, bro. Epic. Very cool. And uh, is chastised by Julie Sue for that. And brings it down to say, look... I think you'd be a great guardian. I honestly do. But the time has passed for them. But missing out on your unveiling is going to be missing out on an important event in your life. And Laura Sue comes out saying, I'll go, but I want the first dance to be with you, Dad. That's the end of 131. All right. So, so, so are we, how, how deep in the shit zone are we? Uh... This is the prologue. The prologue of Mobius 25 years later. And I think we have a very excellent floor here, you know? Very strong start. Uh... Uh... 132. 132, the first lead story being done by Carl Bowler's art by Manak. So, right off the last story, Sonic and Tails are on the attack. Fly punching Eggman and handcuffing him down. Tails hacks into Eggman's system to shut the wearheads down from the tornado. Eggman boasts, though, with Tails now connected to the network, now Adam has control of the plane. Adam, which is short for Autonomous Digital Assault Microbe, being a computer virus Eggman created by accident, but has direct access to the network, controlling every single robot, and now the tornado. Scene shift. We have Decolet in front of Fort Acorn mobilizing troops. (laughs) Wait. Wait, wait. So, like, the imagery, like, with with Decolet and the troops, I just, 
Dude, like, the fact that it's it's just a bunch of fucking furries with guns, like... Hey, that's a slur. That's a slur! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in their, in their language, it's a slur, you're right. Uh, a, yeah. bunch of, uh, a bunch of, uh... Canceled. A bunch of Mobians, sorry, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know, man, I just... It is a very I, funny I, sight, yes, you're right, it is very funny. It's not supposed to be, but neither is 90% of this comic, so you know what? Let's just have fun. Clearly, they're having fun. Why don't we have fun? I mean, I don't know if I don't know if having fun consists of you know fighting in a war torn country and trying to save everyone. But you know, yeah, sure, that's fun. So, uh, in the moment, Julie Sue is trying to talk to Knuckles out of fighting. He doesn't have chaos power anymore, so it might not be worth the risk. That was uh, the consequence of him uh, walking away from becoming a god, mind you. He has, uh, n- he's no longer Chaos Knuckles. He's not a living Chaos en- anymore. Uh, all- another aspect, another plot line of Ken Penders that's just like dropped like a fucking basketball. Nothing. It all comes to nothing. What a surprise. It always comes to nothing. Always. No matter the fucking scene, no matter the fucking day, it always just comes to nothing. That's the entirety of Archie Sonic. Don't be worried, Knuckles says. We've got some muscle on our side. We don't have any reason to worry. Pointing in the next room to Amy, meditating with a warhammer in her hands, as the general walks in, informing <laughs> the SWAT horde is outside and they're en route to the location. For the record, we later learned that this warhammer is as supposed to be like the Pico Pico hammer. I don't know why it has like a radically different design from what we know, but here we are. So outside, Vector sets up DJ equipment to assault the horde with noise, with the bass being enough to knock them down. My man played that 2010 Skrillex mix and said, fucking deal with it, bitch! He didn't even need to pull it out, he just pulled out 100 Gex. Yo, true, 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 true. Do you fuck with 100 Gex? My relationship with 100 Gex is like my relationship with Kingdom Hearts. I like it both sincerely and ironically at the same time. That's fair. I haven't actually given 100 Gex a, a proper listen, but that's that's something I, I need to do because I... I've heard their music is like really interesting, so yeah, that's the. We'll give it a shot. That's but a yeah. Way to play Ve- it. Ve- Vector blasts some hundred gax and just fucks up a ton of swap bots. You know, just casual day. Casual day. So now in Castle Acorn, Sally is assessing the situation with her parents, seeing Adam being in control of the tornado. Chuck thinks this might be a good time with uh, Adam's attention being split three ways. However, Egg or. Adam is primarily giving attention to Tails, about to fly the tornado into the ocean. Sonic is now throttling Eggman to get him in control of Adam, but says, like, I can't. Adam has a mind of its own. This is all. I I can't do shit, bro. Can't do shit. So Tails then says to Adam, right before, like, plane about to touch water, Hey, Adam, why did the chicken cross the road? Actually distracting Adam enough to take control of the plane back. As M kicks Sonic in the back, in the back of the head for quote hurting father. Well, okay. We're gonna get to this. Okay. We're gonna okay. get to this. Okay. 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 All right. So 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 why 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 did why does Sonic get boot to the head? You'll see. Boot bo- to the head. Wait. Also, one second. My pizza just got here. I oh need shit. It. One second. Okay. One second. Hold on. And we'll be right back with the RC Sonic Digest. So back at Fort Acorn. Vector did enough of a distraction, but the robots destroyed his set. Uh, Knuckles saying, like, dude, don't worry about it. The king will buy you a new one. But uh, more importantly, you bought time for our distraction. Uh, 
Amy Rose coming in with her Pico Pico hammer, fucking swinging, taking down these robots like a one girl army. Bad fucking ass. Raw, raw, raw shit. For, raw energy for Amy. Let's go. And meanwhile, Tails is still in the air fighting for control with Adam, almost crashing into the special. Bunny asking why Tails is flying with like that, and Anton saying, like, how the fuck should I know? Shut up. As M continues to beat the shit out of Sonic, Eggman introduces her. M, short for Mecha. Unlike Adam, she was created intentionally and with a purpose. Direct quote. They're both my children, but she takes after daddy more. I hate it here. <sighs> I want to die. So she dunks Sonic into the sea, freaking out Sally watching over spy drones. Sally tries to leave to go after him, yelling at the guards to do so, but her parents persuade her as an eye, like, listen, you're the next in line to the throne here. Listen to logic. Now in the Badlands, Amy is winded after taking a whole, a whole of the SWAT bots, but after resting, uh, she says she can go another round, as Rouge flies in with the gun team a little too late. Now back at the harbor, Eggman says to M, hey, I want to see a body, prompting M to dive in, as a voice calls to Eggman from behind saying, you could never do your own dirty work, huh, Eggman? That voice being Shadow. Our boy's back. He's here. I guess uh, here we go again was an apt way to put it. Uh, Sonic swims to the docks and tries to recover as M comes behind him saying, Father wants to see a body. As Sonic saying, well, Father can go to... As M takes off her shades, a massive energy pouring out of her eyes. That's the end of that story. Now, let's move on to what, what you're here for. Another Mobius 25 years later story. Penders wrote, Butler did the art. It's the scene of Laura Sue's unveiling. Uh, with Mace, Knuckles' half-brother, coming to Julie Sue. Uh, surprised to see his brother on the dance floor. But, you know, as a favor of Mace. You know, most of the po people here we socialize with are, you know, are married, you know. Don't do anything to embarrass the family. Mace says not to worry about it. For context here, uh, I, I don't know if this is explained, like, further on. But... The reason why she said that is because uh, Knuckles and Julie Sue aren't like married, married. They just have like a civil partnership. But still, maybe uh, I mean, I guess Echidna Society is just conservative. Oh, what a thought! I just didn't want people to be confused about that. So, uh, Knuckles is dancing with Laura Sue and notices that his eye is twitching a bit. But uh, someone asked to cut him in, and it's all fine from there. He steps outside. Julie Sue asking what's going on. Basically, he feels as if time is just passing too fast. Just yesterday, it feels like I was just bouncing her on my knee. And they just see out into the city, they see a rolling lightning storm coming in. Now, we've seen shift into a lab. Rodor and Kobar, they see the lightning storm as just the beginning. Due to centuries of space-time boundary breakage, the multiverse is on the edge of collapse. While it could be argued that Dimitri and the, the Dark Legion did most of the damage, it was Sonic's adventures years ago that began the domino effect. Sonic condemned another whole society. What is this, the third time now? Fuck. The third fucking time he's fucked up this hard. Yeah, first people thought he was dead or whatever, and now like this. You'd condemn the entire multiverse, Sonic. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Th this no. is bad. No, bad. 
And direct quote, we can't go back in time to change events, so where does that leave us? Rotor has to leave, unfortunately, because his appearance here wasn't sanctioned by the Acorn, so he just needs to go back. The problem will be there tomorrow. Listen to this government bullshit. The, the Acorns didn't sanction Oh, the Acorns, here. dude! You, uh, fuck the Acorns! He's a free citizen. Let him walk. The last people arrive to the unveiling. Vector and his son Argyle. Nervous but happy to be there. Vector is a little worried about his son. He thinks a little too much of a homebody. Doesn't really know what to do in these situations. But is immediately gets disproven after dancing with Laura Sue and seeing him dipper to Vector's surprise. But uh, the cab driver, Harry, gives Knuckles a message from Acorn's emissary requesting an urgent and private meeting. Knuckles saying to meet him in Locke's Park in two hours. He named a park after Locke. Why would you ever name anything after Locke? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty normal. Down the street is like uh, uh, the park of Osama bin Laden. You know, it's normal. Yeah, you know, uh, he, he only he only fucked up harder than any other father in existence and uh, left his son uh, to, you know, fucking rot. It's, it's, it's okay, though. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine, you know? It's not fine. It's not fine. Fuck him. So, Sonic number 133. <laughs> I am great at these wait, transitions. Wait, wait, no, no. <laughs> what is the artwork on this first page? So, what are you looking at? All right, all right. I just, I just, I just, I just gotta, I just, I just need, I just need you to look at this with me. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's, ooh, oh, that's spicy. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's, mm. So yes, uh, for, to start off, uh, Carl Bowlers wrote, uh, John, uh, uh, Butler did the art, and you can tell he did the art because there's some uh, signature stuff I'm looking at here. The yeah, the, 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 the angular face, the, the eyes being, <laughs> it's the, 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 the it's pupils the, are goddamn <laughs> gigantic. The mouth, Why is his mouth off of his face? The mouth <laughs> is going off the face. I, I, this is just standard stuff. I love to see it. Yes. Uh, home part four, as the uh, story arc has been referred to as. So, M shoots the eye lasers at Sonic as Eggman encounters Shadow, asking what he wants, with Shadow saying, You're death, Eggman. I'm gonna snap you like a twig and use you for kindling! Ooh, I can feel the edge! <laughs> Crawling in my skin! <laughs> I can I can feel I can feel the, the, the early two thousands angst. Also, I need to talk about this. Why does Shadow have yellow fur in this comic? God knows. God fucking knows, man. At first we could give the last one a pass because like it's like, ah, eh, we don't know what's going on here, but like, why now? I don't understand. Is this gonna be consistent? Cause uh I think we gotta call someone up at Sega. Some we gotta someone fucked up here. Not only did someone fuck up, but the, the dialogue that Shadow uses is just so funny, dude. It's like... <laughs> I'm going to snap you like a twig. Oh, shit, I'm okay. <laughs> it's even better is that, he, that Eggman's like, oh, devil? Wait a second. Good guys don't kill. Isn't that a hedgehog moral code? Shadow hits us with the sonic hole such beliefs. Then again, he's a hero. I'm not. It's like... All right, oh, man. I'm feeling right. it. It's Give me that like early 2000s... like edge right here i, I yeah, need I can, that I, come on I can see the sh i can see the shadow of the hedgehog amv like coming up in my mind based off that dialogue <laughs> i love it i love it tails continues to distract adam with riddles asking oh when's a good time to strike a match when it gets violent 
Eh, he's not good at them, but like he asked for another. Well, what's black, white, and red all over? Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> all right, that's 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 okay. We, we sometimes sometimes we give him the joke. Sometimes we give him the joke. Hey, Adam has a sense of humor. All right. All right, he's a funny boy. In the Badlands, the King's Army, Gun, and the Chaotix have joined together to take on this last assault of SWAT bots. Even though Knuckles is depowered and can't even glide anymore, he's still willing to fight. Meanwhile, Sonic and M are still going at it, eventually hitting Sonic by aiming at where he will be and grazing his shoulder, scaring Sally as she's viewing from Eggman's drone in the hollow tree, as Bunny and the Freedom Fighters come behind M, punch her out into a building nearby, which Jeffrey throws a grenade in for for good measure, takes Sonic back, him asking Bunny and Antoine to go to Eggman's ship and stop the missile launch. Bunny asks, though, if she can take someone else, with Sonic asking, like, well, what's the problem here, then, as the two leer at each other and just fly away without a word. Sonic then asks Fiona behind him what the deal is. She answers, uh, Bunny and Antoine broke up six months ago to Sonic Shock. And that's where it stops, because the next scene is Tails uh, distracting Adam still. Now they're actually having fun here, until he suddenly goes offline. With M breaking out of the rubble, now only in her robotic skeleton, saying, You ruined my makeup, you're gonna pay for that. Just a little hint of, like, early 2000s, like, misogyny. It's not, like, misogyny. Yeah, it's yeah, not misogyny yeah. misogyny, but, like, it's, like, it's casual, you know? It's misogyny light. Mm-mm-mm. The Badlands. The armies still engage one another until the robots suddenly go offline, leaving them space for everyone to break them apart one by one. Now, Eggman notices the missile launcher stopped 30 seconds before launch, saying to Eggman, Daddy's gonna be very sore. Shadow's saying, you're gonna be sore anyway. As Bunny and Antoine land, surprised to see Shadow, they haven't seen him for months. As Eggman escapes below deck, Shadow trying to get in. And I mean, like, the dude's, like, trying to, like, claw his way into the metal ship. It's very interesting. Yeah, he's, uh, he's having a moment, you know. Having an early 2000s, uh, Linkin Park AMV moment. Yeah. Eggman launches a submarine. Adam active in there, restarts the countdown. Bunny asks Shadow to take Antoine to a safe place as she just punches her way through the ship, breaking it down and it exploding as the Chaotix arrive into the city to fight M. Espio going for, quote, a tongue lashing, which her it's just him trying to, like, wrap his tongue around M. I think this is, like, legit the only time we've ever seen Espio do something like that. You know, the fact that he's a chameleon and all. But uh, regardless, M grabs it as Hershey tries to engage. Fiona just finishing patching Sonic up. He runs in circles around her, drilling a hole into the sewer, leading her to uh, drown. So that's done and done. The battle's won. Everyone goes home. But Eggman chastises Adam for getting caught in Tails' guessing game. To which Eggman says, I hope you're satisfied. To which Adam says, no. This was actually fun. It was a little fun. Uh, he's having the sentience. He's gonna become a real person. He's gonna be a real, real boy. He's gonna be a real boy. All right. Well, uh, okay. Well, that was kind of a whatever issue. Uh, it it sure was. But now let's move on to Mobius. Twenty five years later, you know, Penders obviously wrote. Butler did the art. Knuckles finds Rotor in the park and asks to look up at the sky. Knuckles being curious as to why he wanted to just watch weather patterns. 
But Rotor says, get used to it. This is what it's going to be for a long time. This is the beginning of the end. And after the unveiling, Julie Sue and Laura Sue go back home, having a back and forth about Laura Sue not getting to go out and spend the night with her friends like her friends did after theirs. You know, mom's overprotective. Dad was on his own by the age of 10. And Julie Sue, like, didn't know what she was going on with most of her childhood. I didn't even know I was being spied on as a kid. We're just trying to look out for you. We're being a little overprotective. Knuckles, like, looks on. He doesn't really believe Rotor about this whole apocalypse thing, but says, listen, there's a number of factoids here that all came together. The tides are weird. Atmospheric pressure is off. And all of it points to a disturbing conclusion. So Knuckles accepts this, just saying, how long we got? And they still talk, as in behind the bush, we see Rutan making out with a chameleon girl named Salma, SBO's other daughter. And Rutan stops to overhear this conversation and just says, oh, wait until my mom hears about this. V- very smooth, Rutan. The last thing that you need to, to say to a girl after making out of her is talk about your mother. Excellent move. <laughs> oh... This is horrible. Yeah, this is really, really bad, dude. Like this is like this is Ken Pender. Like we know it's Ken Pender's. We should expect this, but at the same time, it's like, wow, this is extra stupid. Why do I have to see this? <sighs> oh well. Nevertheless, we'll move on to our final comic of the night. The final issue, Sonic the Hedgehog number 134. Now, there's a very specific reason I chose to end on this comic, because this is a very infamous comic for a certain thing that happens. Oh, I think I know what it is. I think I know. Now I remember. I think it's time. It is time, and we're gonna we're gonna have a talk. Yeah, we're gonna have a talk about it. But when people shit post about this comic, there's a lot of moments that they bring up. I mean, obviously, we talk about Knuckles the Echidna. We talk about fur drama. We talk about Pender's writing, Buller's writing. Um, we talk about a lot of the aspects of this comic that are not good. But like. If there's an issue and if there's a moment that kind of encapsulates like what the Sonic comic is before like 175, well, more like 160-ish, this is that moment. This is like the culmination of everything fucking wrong. Right here. Right here. So let's talk about it. Let's let's so, let's go in. Let's go in. So, written by Carl Bowlers, and we have a new artist joining us for this issue, John Gray. He to this day, still works on the Sonic comics. He's a long stay after, you know, Pender's leaves and even does work on the IDW comics now. And he, like, has a very unique art style. It's very bright colors, very cartoonish, bold outlines, and I love it. It's a very clever interpretation of how these characters would act. It's 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 definitely something that's that's very unique and it has a... I think it, it, it's a nice style compared to what we've been subjected to Mm. uh and it's unique in a lot of ways i'm a big fan of it i love it i definitely love it so uh we open sonic is getting a checkup at dr quacks tells him about the universal translator in his ear and quack says it looks like it bonded with your nervous system it might be a problem if we were to remove it but it doesn't seem invasive or anything so like i don't think we need to do that either way quack gives sonic some herbal solve to apply on the laser burn on his shoulder and just sends him on his way. And just Sonic asks, hey, uh, what have you been up to the past year? Considering the fact that uh, you have a, an eye patch. You did not have that the last time I saw you. 
as Crack saying, like, yeah, I was a field doctor. I stepped on a minefield. It happens. You know, casually just, you know, stepping on a mine, mine. No big deal, you know, yeah. Yeah. So King Max just sent me to the royal physician post, you know. It is what it is. So outside the office, Sonic finds his family and Sally rushing in for a kiss. And all the way back home, the group is ambushed by paparazzi, taking every question at once. You know, year in space. Is Eggman back? Are your feet blue, too? Make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. Stop it. So they break through and get home. Sonic's parents couldn't bring themselves to change Sonic's room after the incident. Grateful for Sonic, he just collapses into his bed, takes a quick nap, being awoken by his dog Mutsky, and hears him talk, saying that he's happy to have him back. This freaks Sonic out, and rushes to his family and mentions the universal translator he got in space, so maybe that's why I can understand why Mutsky is like speaking a language. He also then talks to his family about meeting the Bem. They're the ones that de-roboticized all the Mobians. And she told Sonic the reason why she couldn't de-roboticize Jules was because the injuries that he sustained before he got roboticized were so serious that if the process were reversed, it would kill him if he weren't a robot. So the next best thing we could do is just make sure you can retain your free will as a Robian. Okay, fine. Fine. Decent fine. answer. Keep, Decent explanation. Uh, okay, okay. Sonic finds Tails at Frederick's airbase and gives Tails the gift that he got from his parents after telling them that they're on Argentium alive and safe. The gift being a watch, Tails presses the face down and ends up projecting a hollow message from them, saying, no matter where they are, we will always love you, Tails, and this just leaves him in tears as Sonic walks away. Later on in the day, a Green Hill Park, a concert is being held, Mina headlighting, being officially the welcoming party for Sonic. And after the concert, the king makes an announcement. He and the queen will be leaving on a tour of Mobius, starting at Station Square to meet with allies to talk about the threat of Eggman. And in the meantime, Sally will be acting as regent in their absence. But for now, enjoy the show! And also, I want to point out this uh, page has cameos of Techno and Canary from Sonic the Comic. Two other characters. Something which, fun fact, uh, Carl Bowlers was not allowed to do. He did get in trouble for that, but more like a slap on the wrist kind of trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. We're having fun. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's, Everyone's having fun. Mina rushes in to see Sonic to uh, Sally's dismay, and behind her is her manager-slash-boyfriend, Ash. As behind them, Max and Alicia don't really think Sally is ready to handle the role of regent, but Elias is away and doesn't want to do the job, so really they have no other choice, but they're confident in Sally's ability. Sally, wanting to have a serious conversation with Sonic, gets interrupted by the Freedom Fighters and the Chaotix, Wanting to join them on the fun. You know? And then Sonic asks Knuckles, Hey, why have you and the boys been uh, hanging out in a knothole? What's, what's been going on? Why aren't you at the island? To which Knuckles says like, Oh, Eggman captured Angel Island a while ago. We've basically been displaced in knothole ever since. We're looking for a way to get back. While Sonic sees Tails, you know, hanging out with Fiona. Clearly crushing on her. Which makes Sonic remember that Tails had a crush on the robot duplicate of her. And wants to avoid an incident. There will be an incident in the future. The Robian incident, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I keep trying to, like, find words to say about this stuff. But, like, I don't know. There's not a lot I can say. I feel like it just speaks for itself. It's just... Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, 
listener like while you're listening to this and you think oh wow that's insane that's exactly what you're supposed to be thinking do you want me to tell you that like ha this is insane every other line no you know you get it i get it aaron gets it we all get it this is insane moving on rotor comes in with a rocket launcher saying like hey guys check this shit out as he launches a firework display displaying just images of sonic and sally being the royal couple in the sky having fun and all that Jeffrey and Hershey watch nearby. Sonic coming to them to say congratulations on your marriage. Uh, leaving for a top secret mission for King Max. Their honeymoon. So Sonic then runs into Bunny asking why you cut off ties with Antoine. And says, look, listen, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened, but I think the war changed him. Like, he, he's, he's, he's literally, different. He's literally punished Antoine. Bro. He really he, is. He, he, <laughs> like saying, like, he's not the same person I fell in love with. As the king requests Antoine to accompany them during their world tour as his attitude makes him the perfect candidate for royal guard. This is also another very important plot point moving forward. Sally then tries to get Sonic to talk, again interrupted by paparazzi, but shoots them away to speak her mind. Sally has been given a big responsibility to rule from her parents, and Sally thinks that while they're away, Sonic, what do you think about being like the regent by my side? You know, since you're my consort and all. And Sonic thinks, like, well, I... Uh, what would happen if Eggman rears up again? Like, I'll have to go fight him. And Sally... Sally shouts at him, be, saying there are so many people out there willing to fight him. It does not have to be you, Sonic. You don't have to go risking your life if you want to have a real future together. By the way, they're having this argument on, on like, stage. Just, like, just in, keep going. Just in, keep going. Wait, we, no, we, this we is have... important. They are in full view of the entire city. These two having their fucking lovers quarrel. The, like a fucking show for everyone. So... Keep going. We, Sonic? We, just, we have to keep going. We have to keep going. With a heavy heart says, I, I can't. I, I cannot... I, I I can't risk Eggman just being out there knowing I could stop him, leaving Sally to be fucking furious, slap him across the face. And this is like a half-page panel of just like Sally smacking Sonic cartoonishly across the face, slap sound effect and all. Like, shit, I felt that when I was reading it. Fuck. This pisses Sonic off, saying, I sacrificed myself to stop the Zorda. I got blown to the other side of the galaxy. I lost a whole year of my life. I just want to finish the fight with Eggman. And Sally says, I, I, I was heartbroken thinking you were dead. I didn't know if I could move on. And seeing you come back and having you fight with Mecha just brought all those feelings back. I don't want you in harm's way. What's more important, me or knocking out Eggman's lights? And Sonic can't answer that, leaving Sally to storm off, breaking into the crowd in tears, then he can have you all to himself. So I guess the wedding's off. Alright, so we gotta talk about this. So, okay, <sighs> listen. I understand you're trying to find some sort of dramatic resolution to Sonic and Sally's uh, uh, lovers, lovers thing, right? Why this? <laughs> what possessed you to be like, yeah, we're just gonna have Sally act like a total bitch out of nowhere. I look. The way I see it, obviously Sally has like fucking PTSD from seeing her boyfriend fucking die. Like I think that's a natural response. And knowing that he came back and like immediately was willing to go fight Eggman, 
left her with a lot of complicated feelings. Obviously, with her trying to rush out to help him, despite knowing she, or despite that she probably really couldn't do much in the situation anyway, but still just wanting to be there. And seeing Sonic, like, in another life and death situation where she didn't know if she would bring him back, like, that just fucking, like, activated her almonds. That's not racist. I know she's an acorn. Shut up. Uh, fuck. I don't know, man. Like, what can I really say here? She's concerned for Sonic's safety. Sonic is like, no, I have a bigger responsibility here. Like, I want to spend my life with you too, but like, I can't really live in peace until I know Eggman's like completely done done. And I got to do what I got to do. I think, I think, I think we also need to clarify something, right? Obviously, Sally having PTSD, right? It's like kind of expected from Sonic dying. He lost a whole year of his life. But Sonic's points are fucking valid! Yeah, I mean, like... He sacrificed his life to save the planet. He, he literally had to travel in space for a whole year to get back. It's like, what? come on, like... <laughs> like, this is just Sally being possessive. I don't like it either. No, this is not... Okay, the problem is that this is not in character for her, right? Right. This is, this is the thing. Sonic... Sally calling Sonic selfish is the dumbest fucking thing they could have written. And, I mean, listen. The the cartoony art style is something that... Like, it uh, doesn't help. It really does not help. No, it does not work in this context at all. On that note, though, like, to this day... To this fucking day, John Gray still gets shit for doing this. As if he's the one in fucking control of the narrative. The man was just given a script and told draw. Not his fucking problem. It's not. It's it's literally not his problem. It is <sighs> the fact that people would even remotely blame him is insane. This, like that's just insane. like you're it's, sick it's in the head. Fucking... You are sick in the fucking head. Story B. Penders Butler is the team. So right back up with the last episode with Ro- uh, Mobius twenty five years later. Broder's going back home from Angel Island and rem- remembers Knuckles trying to come up with a solution and finds with his bionic eye. A bunch of teenagers getting scared for getting caught making out, huh? Rotor thinking that's probably why he kept the bionic eye when he could have cloned the new one. And as Rotor leaves, the scene shifts to Knuckles at Haven, meeting with Saber and Sojourner, asking for a favor. Use the satellite system to spy on Rutan, his nephew. He promised Julie Sue not to spy on the family, but I just need to know the details here. And Sojourner points out not to think, points it out, just don't think of anything special. Try just family entertainment, huh? So Lane Da asks Rutan and Salma why they were out so late. Do Salma's parents know they were out together? She says no. They thought she's spending the night with Laura Sue after the unveiling. The Guardians suspect Laura Sue has something to do with this. And Knuckles asks when they're going to get home. But Lane Da says, for now, let's just calm down. Let's get Salma home. Rotor cuts in here. He's watching the same scene too. Saying to Kobor, I had no idea it was possible to hack into the Guardian satellites. Kobar saying it was probably some kind of accident, but it, it works out. The kids are harmless. There's no problem there. But Kobar says that you wouldn't think that if you knew his mother. Rotor saying, well, it probably wouldn't surprise the king. Quote, he isn't known for his fondness of echidnas, the Guardian especially. Man, Sonic's racist now. Fuck. Sonic racism moment, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that's all the okay. comics we got for this episode, huh? The introduction to Mobius 25 years later. I'm sure it was exciting for you guys as it was for me. Fuck. Because I don't know. Like, I, I think maybe I... 
maybe it's just me because I went into this with the expectation, oh man, like this is going to be some good fucking content. But we're like a third of the way through. It's not fair to cast judgment so early on. The meatball will get spicy, but right now it's a little boring. This is Ken Pender's stuff, not anything surprising, but you know, whatever. What can I say? It, I guess it's just there's an extra layer of it, don't you think? There's an extra layer to the fact that these are the characters that we know, now older, married, have kids, and a lot of the back and forth is just like political bullshit that has nothing yeah, to do with anything. It, it, yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. It's it's nothing Sonic related at all. It's really bad. And then they just drop the bombshell so casually of, oh yeah, the multiverse is collapsing because of Sonic's fuckery when we were kids. Well, let's see how we can deal with that. Okay. I guess that's uh, I guess that's gonna be our send off for the next episode. What's gonna happen next, huh? What 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 situation are they gonna find themselves in? Will Sonic call Knuckles a slur? I'm very interested. Uh, he probably will. Yeah, and hey, but another teaser for the next episode. The next episode, the next set of comics we're gonna cover is legitimately my favorite arc that was in the pre-Flynn era. I think it's I think it's called like Return to Angel Island. That's what it's called, because it is literally uh, Carl Bowlers flipping the script on Ken Penders. In my opinion, in a very flawless fashion, and uh, that's kind of where like if you think there were some tensions between the two behind the scenes, they they're gonna get heated up as a result of that. It's gonna be great. So basically, this is where the Knuckles storyline finally get gets uh. Gets 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 its uh its its cuck moment right where it gets cucked. Yeah, it gets cucked real bad. Good, good. good. <laughs> so Bye. yeah, well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Archie Science Digest. We'll see you next time with uh Mo- more Mobius twenty five years later and Return to Angel Island Knuckles stuff. Wow, what a thought. Wow. Yeah. See ya, folks. See ya.